0: DJPK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. It's time now to welcome back Jason Cole, longtime NFL reporter, Hall of Fame selector. Jason, good morning. Good morning. What's going on? The Super Bowl is set. Are you surprised? Uh-huh. You had to have been surprised at yeah, 21 at 3, the Bengals got off the deck.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they did it. Earlier this year against that same team, so not completely shocked by that. In fact, I expected them to hang out. In this game, I didn't expect them to win. I I thought that I thought that Kansas City would have a plan in the second half for how to score, and obviously they did not. So (laughs) I was wrong on that one. Um, But Cincinnati's look. I thought Cincinnati was a year or two away. I thought they had to fix their offensive line a little bit more, which they still do. Um, I didn't think they were complete on defense, but I was wrong about the second part of that. They figured out defensively how to fix problems that they have in, in games, especially against Kansas City in that second half. And so they pulled out a victory. So I'm not completely shocked, but if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season, would the Bengals be in the Super Bowl this year? I mean, come on, please. Yeah, let's, really. Let's, let's, not, let's not jest with each other.
2: I think the biggest surprise for me, watching Joe Burrow, you know, I know he can throw the ball, but the couple of runs, particularly that one that he had, he had the two for the first down, but being able to get out of that pressure and find his way to get uh-huh. to the chains. Uh, the kids just got moxie. I said last week, man, as someone who's cocky and hot is dangerous, and it, it, we expect him to throw the ball well, and then you know he's got the receiver there that he played with in college. And uh, but uh, to be able to, to do what he did with his legs on those couple of things, I got to say, I was way surprised.
1: I have to ask a question: Is "Moxie" the greatest old man word that we have in in the English language? Like it should be unlike with those progressive ads um, <laughs> about people who are like, I know
2: their parents, right? Well it's you got a better word the line?
1: No, no, I like Moxie. I mean, I, but when I say it, and I admit this, when I say the word Moxie, I feel ten years older than I am, and that's 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 not good. Okay, <laughs> let's just say that right. At least you're not top, dead, though. Okay? Swag. Yeah, you no, know, yeah. I'm not dead, but it's, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, Swaggerlicious would be a little bit, younger, okay. <laughs> but Moxie, yeah, Moxie is is the older version of it. Um, yeah. Look, Burrow, Burrow has. Those traits where he has exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have, right? Like Burrow, uh, his his mind works at the speed of the game or faster. So nothing that happens seems like it's a surprise to him necessarily. I mean, he gets hit. He can get sacked. But you don't feel like he's clueless back there. Or when he escapes, he can make a big play. Like Chris Jones misses him. And he whiffed on him twice on that play. On that on that first big run, and it's Chris Jones, right? But he's Burrow's never surprised by the speed of the game, and again, Garoppolo is, and this is the difference between, you know, just being a great athlete because these are these guys are amazing athletes, right? Um, and being at the upper end of it, right? And that's where Burrow is. He just he sees it. He gets rid of it, or he makes a play with his legs. You know, not that he's a great runner, but he's a good enough runner. And, and you know, that's not going to last forever. He's going to slow down a little bit. But, you know, he made these key plays when he had to in these games, along with the fact that Bengals have done a phenomenal job of surrounding him with talent, because they've got one great receiver, one very good one, and another good one, um, you know, in Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. So, you know, hopefully – I haven't checked on the tight end today, you know, Uzama, but uh, if they go into that game with those guys, I think they have a chance to to put up some points against the Rams.
0: We often talk about how fragile confidence is and the Kansas City offense looked brilliant for three series, three long drives, three touchdowns. They got 21 points, but their fourth drive, they don't get the field goal at the end of the half, and they're just not the same team the rest of the game. Is it is it that simple? Yeah. Did you put it on something else?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, they didn't figure out a way to get Tyreek Hill open in the second half. I mean, that. You know, they were throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill a lot in the first half. and in the second half, he didn't, he didn't get very many chances. I think that was the bigger problem. Since I didn't had a nice job of shutting him down, and they got caught up in short drives. And so as my, I think that that, game, that that play is a turning point, and it's critical because you know, Mahomes made two mistakes on that one. Number one, he didn't he, – you, know, you know, you have to throw that ball in the end zone or you have to throw it away. You can't throw it in the field of play. Um, and so that's number one. Number two, you, just, you have to get points there. Um, and I think that that, you know, that put some doubt in Andy Reid's mind because he ended up talking about it at the end of the, f- the first half. It was the first time a sideline reporter has ever come out with some really actually good piece of information because I, I don't remember which one it was, which sideline reporter it was, who um, said Andy Reid was still talking about it at the end of halftime as they came out. It's like, look, you got to let that one go and focus on forward and what you have to do next. Um, you know, mistakes happen during games. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a key turning point. I think it changed their mindset a little bit. But still, they should have had an answer for what Cincinnati was doing because this is the second time they've seen Cincinnati in a month. You know, you're, you're supposed to know this. And Andy Reid really has seen every kind of defense that anybody's going to throw at you to try and stop Tyreek Hill have an answer, and they didn't.
2: I believe football is the ultimate team game, so I'm sort of torn on with Matthew Stafford because, you know, he took a lot of heat to uh, not doing well in Detroit, and here he is his first year getting to the Super Bowl. So I'm wondering where you stand on – putting so much credit and blame on quarterbacks, and does it absolve him, and it's more on the Lions, they just stunk, and really Stafford has been good all this time?
1: Well, we're talking about the Lions, right?
2: Right, but it didn't didn't Um, seem like Stafford had some baggage there that's associated with the Lions? Or no? It's the Lions.
1: (laughs) It's it's the Lions. Like, there, there are some, you know, like, There are some teams that know that, you know, they kind of fit in this realm of most teams kind of have an idea of, you know, what they're doing and things fall into place. Some teams really know what they're doing, and they're consistent contenders, like the Steelers, the Patriots. You know, those teams teams get it. Even the Giants, even though they're down right now, they ultimately kind of get it, and they put out a competitive product most years, right? Then there's the other extreme teams that just have no clue. And the Lions are, like, they're the band leader in that one. They have the baton, and they're at the front of the parade, and they're marching, you know, like, doing quarter time with the baton, right, in front of the band. That's them, okay? And they don't know what they're doing. There's a team. There's a reason they've never been in a Super Bowl. There's a reason that they took the combination of Calvin Johnson and Dominican Sue and Matt Stafford – and never did anything reasonable with it. Why they fired Jim Caldwell and brought in Matt Patricia. You know, I mean, we can go down the list of things. But I don't think they've won a championship since, what, 1955? Like, the common denominator is the Ford family doesn't know what they're doing. And they don't know how to run a football team. And until they figure out how to run a football team, this is what they are. And that's just that's how it works with, with teams. Uh, you know, you're a reflection primarily of your ownership. So, yeah, I don't really blame Matt Stafford for a lot. Sure, there are some things that he's done. You know, he's, he's a little wild with the ball and, you know, he th- does some desperate things and he's a little too courageous with his arms sometimes. I get that. Okay. But he's talented and they should have done more with him. So I put this firmly on the lion's shoulders as where the problem comes up.
0: So you got Rams or Bengals?
1: Rams the The problem I have here is the when I saw when I watched the Bengals against Tennessee, they couldn't they just couldn't block anybody, right? He got sacked nine times. Arguably, the Rams have a better pass rush. And to go with that, the Rams have a better offense slash quarterback. Than Tennessee does, right? So as close as the game was between Cincinnati and Tennessee, you know, if if the Rams can do the same thing defensively that Tennessee did, and I think they can, then I think they win this game because they'll put up another seven points instead of getting 16, they'll get 23 or they'll get 24, and just, it's going to be hard for Cincinnati to match that. But it's going to be fairly close. Um, I like the competitiveness of the game. I like both quarterbacks. I like the storylines of both quarterbacks. It was the second time in NFL history that we've had two number ones going at it. The last time was Manning against Cam Newton. So I like like everything that goes into this. I love the drama of it. I love the sort of underdog against the home favorite, the team that's trying to make something happen. But ultimately, if, if it comes down to X's and O's, and it generally does, I like what the Rams can do just a little bit better than what Cincinnati can do. And Cincinnati can keep the score down with their defense, but they're going to give up a few plays along the way.
2: Away from the Super Bowl for a second, how about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, what do you think is going to go down there?
1: I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you look at – you've been MVP the last two years, right? And you analyze this, because Aaron – analyzes a lot of things. You know, he thinks about a lot. Um, I don't necessarily always agree with his conclusions, but I don't want to go down that um, train of thought. Do you really believe in the organization? And, you know, you used to not believe in Brian Kudekunst, the, the general manager, and the fact that he took a quarterback, um, you know, two years ago when they could have used another receiver to help him out. You know, he was angry with that. But now you're looking at Matt LaFleur going, You've been terrible in champion in in playoff games the last two years. You were terrible against Tampa Bay. You were worse against San Francisco this year. And for as good as we've been in the regular season, like I got I only got so many bullets left. Am I gonna do this with with Matt LaFleur and a GM that I you know sorta of made up with but sort of still don't trust? I, I God, I, as hard as it is for him to walk away from Green Bay, and last year showed that it was hard for him to walk away from Green Bay, I think he either walks away from Green Bay and plays, or he retires. I, I have a hard time seeing him coming back to Green Bay and going through this after two of the most spectacular years of his career have ended in infamy the last two years. It's, and and it, even really three, but you know that, that one three years ago, I mean, they just got dusted by San Francisco. San Francisco was just better than them. The last two years, they were better than Tampa Bay and lost. And they were better than San Francisco and lost. And that has to eat away at your soul as a competitor.
0: So Denver would be interested in him. Pittsburgh might be interested in him.
1: New Tampa Orleans, Bay Carolina. I mean, we can go down the, the list. Tampa
0: Bay is now in the market no, yeah, for quarterback. I, if, if, if,
1: do you believe how Brady's... How about a third of, uh, the, third of the league, Guess.
0: <laughs> do you believe Brady's gone?
1: I don't know what exactly to believe. I trust Adam Schefter's reporting. I would just say this. I mean, he's been far... He's, he's the most accurate of the guys, by far, of the guys who report on the NFL. Nothing's going to change, and they can get weird, but... I have a feeling Tom, Tom more than likely is going to retire. But we've been playing this game for five years, right? Like when is Tom going to retire? And generally, he keeps playing, so that wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, and when his dad says he's going to com- continue to play, which is his dad said that on San Francisco radio, um, you know, those two guys are, you know, father son. There's as tight as any father and son I've ever seen. So, you know, I. I wouldn't think that his dad would just go out and say that unless he knew something. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I Someday he's going to retire if it happens this week or in the next few weeks. Um, I tip my cap. I also sit there and say I'm kind of pissed off because I'm not, I'm not done with what, watching him play. I'd like to see him continue to play at this level. At the same time, I also thank him for, you know, getting a chance to watch him play this long because it was masterful.
0: Well, we appreciate your time. Thanks for hopping on this morning. We'll look forward to the Super Bowl, and we will talk to you again down the road, Jason. We appreciate it.
1: Excellent, guys. Be good.
0: Jason Cole, longtime NFL reporter and Hall of Fame selector, joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up at 9 o'clock. The Utah Jazz in a huge slump. Things have been going wrong. We're waiting to hear about Joe Ingles MRI, although we all suspect what we know we're going to hear, but we'll see what happens with that. Coming up next, we're going to give away Jazz tickets. We're going to do that at 8.30 and... Where are you with the Jazz right now? How are you? How you hanging on? We'll get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.